What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of our weekly drop. Um, another big week, I feel like, in Australian basketball. Me and Hesh have got some interesting topics to go through. Um, we're going to dig deep a little bit in this episode. Some some stuff we need to talk about um, about specific things. Uh, we'll get late. We'll get into that later on. Um, we're going to get into the FIBA Under Nineteen World Cup. Uh, what went wrong? Pros and cons. Um, Australia played Argentina yesterday. And by the time this comes out, they'll be about to play USA tomorrow morning. Um, and we're also going to get into our free agent signings um, and Adam Ford signing in Cairns. Uh, definitely something to talk about. We'll get into that later in the show. Hesh, how you been, man? Been good, man. Um, Sydney's a little bit, it's a bit crazy out here at the moment with the lockdown. Sure. Um, so it's, it's a bit different. but. You know, it is what it is, trying to just do what I can. Obviously, there's been a lot of basketball on at the moment, which has kind of been helpful, obviously. Mm. We've got a lot to unwrap. For sure. Um, so, yeah, the first, we'll get into the uh, the exhibition game against Argentina yesterday. Uh, the Australian Boomers took on Argentina, who have the likes of um, Campazzo and Luis Scola. Um, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a very entertaining game to watch. Um, yeah. I thought you know neither team got away from the other. It was kind of like a typical FIBA FIBA game. Um, yeah. Just it was gritty. It was defensively oriented, orientated. Um, both teams had a chance to win, you know, and so it was a good game to watch. Um, I thought that Argentina showed why they're they're a high level, you know powerhouse in basketball even though they don't have the names of the the Manu Ginobili's and Luis Scola in his prime who are some guys that can hoop man a lot of those guys sure. are, to be honest I'm not sure Campazzo obviously Scola was obviously a vet but if some of those other names I never even heard of but there was some bucket getters there man like, yeah. so Argentina impressed me uh, the boomers will get to I'm sure you got some questions for me and some things to, to talk about so yeah overall I thought it was a good game I thought I thought that the game was pretty good. Um, I thought Josh Green would get some minutes. I'm surprised he didn't see the court. I mean, he probably he probably Damn. will later on. Um, especially fitting in with the team pretty well, just fast, um, aggressive driving guard that can probably play full court D and keep up with these guys and how we play. Um, I'm liking the look of Matisse. I'm think I think everyone can agree with that. I'm very yes, excited sir. in Matisse. We trust. Yeah. Um, Delhi, Delhi and Baines were a little bit disappointing to me. I know Baines had like 14 points, but I feel like there was a lot of shots he could have knocked down, which he didn't. A couple s- slow hooks here and there. What did he shoot from three? 0 for 6 or something like that. Like um, he put up a ton of No, he made one, I think. Yeah. Um, Jock, Jock looked a bit uncomfortable out of there, um, out there compared to what I'm used to seeing at United. Um, that's one thing yeah. I did pick up as well. I think he can, once he loosens up a bit, um, but yeah, one thing I think was, yeah, I think, I think you got to put belly deli on the bench and start, um, Matisse. That's, that's just what I do based on that first game. Um, but yeah, good performance. I mean, there's definitely stuff we can touch up on, but Argentina are a very good team. I think they were runner up in the last, um, whatever the competition was. So yeah, I'm yeah. pretty happy with the performance. I'm keen to see how we go against team USA though. It's going to be, be a big time. I, I agree with what you said. A lot of it. Jock did look a little bit more 
wasn't as dominant as he is in the NBL. Um, you know, we used to seeing him go out there 30 and 10 every night kind of thing. But he was um, obviously limited touches for him as opposed to what he's used to at Melbourne, I'm sure. So he's trying to find his feet. He looked good, though. I thought Nick Kay was great off the bench. Mm, I thought I Nick Kay filled the role really well. I even thought Sobi was good, man. Even though he didn't fill the stat sheet and he didn't do much, I thought he was... They, they played him, which I like. I like the fact that they trusted in him to play. Similarly, I would have liked to see Josh Green hit the floor more. And I'll be due with, with Delhi off the bench. I just don't think he has enough punch when he has the ball in his hands and he dominates the ball a lot. So I'd much prefer to see that ball go to go to Paddy Mills in those situations because he can distribute the ball too. Or even even um Sobi. Like I think Sobi's a, a potent guard at that one spot where he can score, pass, shoot, he can do everything. So um, I like Delhi's leadership though. Like he looked like he was controlling things and you know his voice is gonna be huge for the whole team, no doubt. But I just think maybe Maybe like there was a couple other guys that should have should have been getting those touches. Um, sure. Tomorrow is going to be interesting. You reckon we have a chance? I mean, Nigeria beat them, so why can't we? Uh, me, yeah. me, and you were and discussing that. Yeah, it's a, it is early days, but they did play pretty bad. That no, nothing. The the um hoop had a lid on it for USA. Yeah. So obviously, that's, I doubt that's going to happen once once a blue moon, bro. Like that's yeah, not. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Do uh, I see them going zero two in exhibition games and everyone blowing up about it? Uh, probably not. But I mean, you, I, we're looking pretty strong. I mean, I didn't think we played that well against Argentina. So to come out with the win, I feel like we, if things start clicking, USA could be in trouble. I think yeah, I mean, Fever is different. Fever is different. It doesn't matter who yeah, the talent-wise is. Wise is. It, it's different. It is different. Nah, this is my thing. I think it's different. You're right. Like, I, I, I'm I, still going to stick with my prediction. I think Olympics come around. I think USA is not going to be touched, personally. Mm-hmm. I just don't think with the players they got, I don't think how they're going to be be touched. That's just what I think and what I see. Maybe I'm, I'm huge NBA bias. You know, maybe I just... I've been brainwashed. Who who knows? But I just can't see it happening. Um, tomorrow night, I think is a you know 50-50. Who knows what's gonna happen? Like I can't. I think USA have a little bit too much pride to come out tomorrow and just be like, oh yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. They'll come out banging. I think. I think they'll make a ton of shots. I think someone's gonna blow up. They got about nine guys on that team that are fifty pieces any given night. So I think it's gonna be tough for for Australia tomorrow. I can't see us getting the win personally. Uh, I think USA will come out strong. But that Nigeria game, man. Nigeria looking tough, bro. They do. And they're in our pool. It's something to worry about. Yeah. Nigeria. Who was it? Nigeria? Uh, Germany, I think. Oh, yeah. Germany. And might have been Italy. I think it is Italy. Either way, I I think that Nigeria were looking really good yesterday. I think just their athleticism, the way they were guarding. Mm. They they were looking good. They had so many threes. Yeah, they shot the lights out, man. They were lighting up, so. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be tough either way, but I think we're pretty blessed with the, the group or pool that we got, and I think yeah. we definitely are the front runners. I want to see, if I if I had to put my finger on something that we could improve on, I want to see Exxon uh, be a little bit, little bit more dominant with the ball. Um, I think he's a big part of our future, and I think Brian Gorgian likes him a little bit. Like I saw that written somewhere, Brian Gorgian wants to play through Del, uh, Dante a bit more, likes his play style, yeah. um, lengthy guard, good defense, quick. So I had him, I had him starting when we yeah, talked about did. it. I had him starting, mm. but now I'm going to change my opinion just to talk on that. I want to, I want to go. I still like excellent things. I'll be huge first off the bench. I go with Matisse Stable. 
Paddy at the one, Thibault at the two, Ingles at the three. I still go with Nick K at the four, and I like Mays at the five. That'd be my five, I think. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still start Jock. I think because he's yeah, a really big body. Once he once he starts to get comfortable, I think he's a lock for the starting centers position. I, dude, I'm not even saying Nick K is more talented. I think Jock Landau is personally a better basketball player in terms of his skill set and his ability to score. Yeah, I just think Nick K provides that stability and that like glue guy at the four spot. And I think Landau can be a punch off the bench. Him and Sobi and guys like that, Exum off the bench, come on and just kind of run amok. Um, but, you know, let's see how or by, what Gorge does with it. I was re- if we had Ben Simmons, I'd be very, Oof. very confident right now. I, I reckon we would have pumped Argentina with Simmons. Like, he just fits our play style so good. Uh, it's every play style, man. 6'10", yeah. guard. Come on, like, he's, he's unreal. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't want to hear about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. All righty, we'll get into the uh, FIBA Under-19 World Cup. Touchy subject. It finished up yesterday. Um, me and you both a little bit, what's the word, disgusted? <laughs> yeah, we think we go with disgusted, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that puts it lightly. Um, we finished, we, we uh, had a rematch against Turkey and we lost in the last quarter um, to put us, we were fighting for the ninth and 10th position which we shouldn't have been in anyway. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. And we lost and we came 10th out of a, out of a conference full of about 16, is it? 16 teams. We came 16 10th, teams, bro. we came 10th, which yeah. is below bottom half. Um, we'll get into our pros and cons. Firstly, we'll get into our cons so we can finish on a high note. What are some, what are some of the cons that you picked up over the tournament, things that could be improved on and things you didn't like? Um, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> I think, um, I think, I don't know. The, the, the players that were playing and the, the rhythm that was the players were forced to play in, I, I didn't think was, it just didn't feel like it was, there was any flow to it. It didn't feel like there was, it was disjointed just looked like random guys were hitting the court at random times for a random amount of minutes. And it was just like, if they're playing well, yeah, we'll leave them on. If they're not, all right, next guy up, next guy up. It just looked like sketchy, man. And I didn't feel like there was like a, a hierarchy that was set, roles that were established, guys, guys, guys knew what to do when they're on the floor. Like our offense looked bad, man. Like it, it didn't look like we, we knew how to score the ball. And we definitely showed that in multiple games, multiple quarters where we just went on droughts. And not to do with talent. You know what I mean? Like, our talent mm-hmm. is supreme. We can all agree on that. Like, we look down that list where, like, some guys here that can really go out and score the ball and can can be utilised from a skill set standpoint. So, I think the coaching side of it, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not big on commenting on things. I, I don't know, know the full story. And obviously, the majority of coaching happens behind closed doors. But still, from what I saw and what I can piece together, it just doesn't look like there was clarity on that on that front. So rotations and substitutions was to me the, the biggest part of um, of why I think we we finished tenth. Man, it even hurts me to say that, but yeah, tenth. So, what about you? Uh, the biggest the biggest problem I think was obviously coaching. I'm not even into all that coaching stuff, but it's very obvious. Um, it's clear as day that some of the subs and rotations that he was doing obviously wasn't clicking. It felt like to me that, like I said in a previous episode, it felt like he was experimenting things like four games in, like 
it felt like he didn't know who he was working with, sort of. Like, I don't know if he did scouting report or if he got to do the scout. But, like, I don't know. I read something else that he did a lot of subs. Like, he had everyone on in the first quarter or something, or the first half. Like, that shouldn't yeah. be happening. You've got to let guys get on a roll. You've got to let people get in, a, like, a role with yeah. their team. Um, and the utilisation of certain players. I feel like Dyson... Um, Dyson played very well. I think he averaged 14, 8, and 6 or something like that. Um, but the way he was being played wasn't the right way, in my opinion. The last game, he didn't shoot too well from three. I think he shot 20% from three, the whole competition. Um, it was just taking a lot of spot-up threes, and I don't, I just don't think he's a spot-up shooter. Um, I feel like he um, specializes in just getting to the rack and finding people. And just you got to have guys sitting corner with Dyson running the one of the pick and roll. I just feel like he wasn't really doing that much. I feel like Blake. Let me Jones... ask you something just to, just to just to cut you off about Dyson's game. You saw him at Nationals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can he yep. can he distribute the ball? Like, is he a facilitator? I think that's what one of the things he does best is distribute. Okay, distributing the ball. No, I feel I, like he I'm has yet a... to see much of his game. I'm just going based on physical skill set, but I want yeah. to know like you see him in a situation like Nationals where he has the ball in his hands so much. Yeah. Is he a is he a passing guard? Like, can he can he can he dime like that? That's what I think he's best at, in my opinion. I don't know. I feel like running the pick and roll up top with two people sitting corner. He's just so good at like floaters and like he has such a strong build. He can bump people out the way, get to the rack, and I feel like passing is definitely a huge part of his game. I feel like he has a very similar play style to Giddy. As bad as bad as that sounds, but he does. Um, but he's more yeah. he's more stiff and more strong. Because um, to be yeah. honest, I didn't see much of that. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Summer. I feel like yeah. he was like not utilized the right way. I feel like, I don't know. They yeah. kind of gave him the ball and yeah, I don't know. That's just, that's just my opinion. I feel like he took a lot of spot up threes. I don't think he's a spot up shooter. Um, yeah. He could have been. Well, I don't think he's a spot up shooter anyway. Yeah. But I, I yeah. still think he proved to us that he is league bound. I think we'll definitely see him in the NBA draft next year. Um, he played well against um, the US team. So yeah, I think I think he de- definitely played very well, but the way we could have used him to play better, I definitely think would have helped us out. Um, the utilization of Blake Jones as well. I'm very, very high on Blake Jones. Easily should be one of our top three scorers in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. Yes, Blake didn't perform well, but the way they played Blake, I just don't think was the right way. Um Obviously, another thing is Tamri's performance. You can't... I'm huge on Tamri. I mean, I just think you can't be out there 15 minutes and putting 0-1-1. You can't be doing that. Like, he can say it himself. He probably admits it himself. You just can't be doing that. Like, 15 minutes on the court. I know we talk about it. Like, you can't judge someone on a couple games of basketball. But that's all you get, like you said last time. Like that... You're on the biggest stage now. You've got you've got 15 minutes on the court. You cannot be 0-1-1. and Like, you can't be doing that, man. Like, I know that's sometimes the way, he, like, they put him out there not to score. But uh, what are you doing? Like, running around on the court? Like, no steals, no yeah. blocks, a couple turnovers, a few fouls. Like, it's just, it's not going to cut it. Um, and I'm not, not going to lie. Tamri, I think, like, um, yeah, he... Um, we talk about it like he's a he's a super quick, super athletic. Get anywhere he wants on the floor. Get past most people. You know, straight line driving ability is unreal. His handling ability is tough. Like he can change directions, go both ways. 
even his finishing ability is not bad. Like he's got a nice float, he's got a nice touch off off the glass. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like for me, it just looks like he he has no clarity when he's out there. It doesn't look like he has clear whether it's clear instructions from coaching staff as to like what he should be doing, whether it's clear roles around him from everyone else to know what he get to and and all that type of stuff. I'm trying to give him every out possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, he's still you're right. He's got to show us more. He's got to be doing more. He's got to be leading by example more. Um, and I'm like you said, I'm sure he'll admit it as well. It wasn't his best tournament. He's he's one of those guys though that gives me the impression that he he is going to take it on the chin and bounce back. Um, he seems like he's pretty resilient and pretty tough. Yeah. So you know we all we all play badly like Lucas Simmons right now. He's copping it as well. You know, obviously on a much larger scale in the NBA, but it's gonna happen. When people expect something from you. And you don't meet those expectations, well, you gotta cop that sometimes, you know. For sure. His IQ is through the roof and he's so fast, so fast. He can get from one end of the court to the other in a flash. But putting it together and just like slowing down and making the right decisions, I think once he does once he once he does that and gets that all sorted, um, he'll be pretty unstoppable. Um, and the last yeah. thing I'd say, sorry, there's a lot, but the last thing I'll say is uh the, that there, bro. uh the team selection. The team that was put forward was very good. Obviously, Mo doesn't have his uh, uh, citizenship, which is huge. And Giddy's in the uh, Boomers squad. So they're essentially our two best players not playing, to be fair. Um, but I just think with the way we play, um, there could be better players. For example, I- Boston, for example, Boston Maslin. I think he is a perfect candidate for this team i think he's a game changer i think he would have won us games that's how that's how confident i am that he should have been picked for this roster i know he went to training camp and then was removed um i'm not going to say who he should be named over and i'm not going to say i know who he should be named over like obviously there could be a couple people but i just think like by the second half of the tournament i honestly reckon he would have proved himself and would have started um, very muscly build, fast, great at defense, knockdown shooter, top three shooters in the country. Um, and I mean, Rain didn't shoot that well this tournament. So I think Boston might have stepped up. And I've been filming for a very long time. I've never seen Boston lose a competition of basketball. Like, he doesn't look like losing's not in his blood. Like, the one time I've seen him lose was the Giddy Nationals buzzer beater. And this is like school rep and then it's like regional schools he wins those um he's playing his first season nbl one averaging 15 points and his team's on top of the ladder um like i've just never seen this guy lose and i think he was a definite he should have been a definite lock to make this team that's a big shout out for, that's a big shout out for boston but i big think that's I, i'm gobsmacked hold on I'm, I'm just gobsmacked that he went to trials and they picked some of these other guys over him like just just eye test. If you watch this kid in real life, like he's insane. Like yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm very hard on film. He looks tough. He looks tough on film. But let me ask you, what's why? Are you confident they pick him and then they utilize him the right way? Yeah, exactly. I don't you know. know. So for me, don't it's know. like team selection comes second. Yeah. Like they, they had. I agree with you. Maybe there's some room for some selections. Like Boston, I think makes a case. I think Harry Wessels makes a case as well. For sure, that's a, that's the second one. I think. One. So like there's, there's guys there that missed out, no doubt. I think anytime you're talking about picking a, the, the best of the best 
type of thing it's like you're going to miss out guys um mm-hmm. unfortunately it happened to be boston at this stage and i respect your opinion but I, maybe maybe i haven't seen enough of him to know but if you're saying all that i think it's holds some weight to me that that maybe he's a someone that could have contributed but for me that comes second behind like what we've already spoken about which is the coaching and the utilization i still think the players we had could have meddled based oh, on the sure. talent that i saw and one of it that i saw you know what i mean sure. um and then you add boston to that and use him in the right way maybe we have a chance again gold maybe just increase that chances but i think that's just like man it could have just yeah i don't know team, team selection is 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 hugely important when i think like you figured out the rest of it but there's holes everywhere within that yeah. campaign they just yeah. put together you know it all it all it all started when we lost to turkey because we were we were tired at half with usa it was like 44 to 42 i think we were up at one point at the half and like i don't know I just feel like the loss before before that game just kind of just hit him pretty hard. I don't know. I feel like Turkey was a pretty weak team and then we lost them again. Oh, right. just yeah. So annoying. So annoying to watch. 100%. But it is what but it is. Let's get to it. Let's get, yeah, to, let's get to our pros. I hate, good, talk, I hate talking talking down on these guys, but obviously it's just frustrating. Obviously it's frustrating for them as well. They've got to go home two weeks now in quarantine um, with their heads down, but yeah, all these guys, I feel like, um, definitely showed out. I feel like Bawali and Taron especially. I feel like um, those two really... I feel like Taron wasn't meant to get minutes in this thing. I, I, I said to... I think I said to you, I said, I'll be surprised if Taron sees court. And I feel yeah. like, obviously, with Tamri not performing too well, he saw the court and eventually became a starter. So I think Bawali and Taron really showed their potential. If I'm a Kings fan, I'm very excited um to see Bawali next season um and Taron Armstrong I'm keen to see what he does in college the college route um another one for me go ahead I was just gonna say those two are those two for me are are starters on that team no doubt I think they they played one of the two they they bounce back and forth and you slide Dyson to the three that's how I think you you had to play that team they both showed amazing ability to firstly play defense they were they were scrambling. They, they, man, they clamp up together, and they kind of. I could just feel like I think they they room together as well this trip. So I think they they know each other pretty well, and it always helps when you have a personal relationship with someone to play with them on the court. And you guys are both dogs together. And and Boali would always tell me like him and Taron would, would would always be putting up shots together at the at the shoot. So I think like they had a good relationship, and on the court they play well together. So I think they they could have done some damage if they played more in spurts. Uh, they showed it. But then on the offensive side, I think they're both, Taron especially, man, so crafty. Like, Boali, I've worked with for so long, I'm pretty comfortable in what his abilities are, and he kind of showed it. But Taron, man, he's crafty. Like, he gets to spots, man. He gets people jumping. He uses his change of speed. He's long, too. Like, yeah. I didn't know, like, I didn't, like, he's long. Yeah. So, definitely standouts for me, both of those guys. So, I'm excited for their, their future. So, yeah, I think, I think the, the Nationals result really pissed him off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I predicted him and Rain would come come to nationals last year together and bring out the gold medal because they came like uh, I think it was third last year uh, two years ago sorry 2019 and then yeah. they ended up losing to SA2 or something like that and Taron didn't yeah, have that yeah. good of a tournament but NBL won now he's tearing it up and that tournament um, the FIBA he really um, showed out another thing for me was Galloway I feel like I haven't seen much of Jalen Galloway, um, but I think he definitely showed a few flashes of um, high-level playing ability. 
um, when I saw him at nationals, it kind of, I got kind of got the sense that like he wasn't going full pace. He kind of was like holding back a little bit. And then when I saw him starting, I was like, Ooh, like maybe he was. And then, yeah, I feel like throughout this competition looks like a really good shooter. Um, I think he's still with the Kings next season. I, I think so. Yeah. I, I feel like he's very good. Um, surprised me. And then, yeah, just Dyson Daniels, just um, solidifying his draft stock in next year's draft. I feel like he played really well. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Galloway, to me, showed glimpses of being being good. Still looks a bit nonchalant for my liking. Like, I'm not sure. Some people just play like that, you know. So, yeah. I'll talk to someone before I judge him, but just looks like he almost is just there for being there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But then he has patches where he just goes ballistic and goes whack, 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 dunk, dunk, dunk. You know yeah. what I mean? So then I think that talent is, is speaks for itself. So yeah, that's exciting that he's where he's at right now. And Dyson, we've spoken about, man. He's I think I think when I say NBA ready, I think his ceiling is is NBA ready. I don't think he's there right now. I think he's got some things to improve on still, um, in terms of decision making with certain things with the ball in his head and his separation when it when it comes to his shot. I'm not convinced that he can get shots up. Like if he comes, yeah, like he's amazing when you're on his hip and he has to drop his shoulder into you and get to that floater game, like, whew, that's like yeah. nothing like it in the country. But someone clamping him up, is he able to like go into his step back or go into his bag a little bit, which is what the NBA might require him to do at the position he's going to play, or he's going to become a sniper, you know, just be able to, to launch that thing at a high clip. So I'm a little bit, little bit, no, I was concerned, no way, but I'm a little bit curious to know which way his career is going to go and, and how he's going to solve those problems. But, but high ceiling, without a doubt. For sure. Um, the NBL free agency period started last week. We got into it a little bit. Wait, my bad. I've got to cut you off. One more thing. For sure. Shout out to AK too. We didn't we didn't mention him once. Yeah. This guy bowled out. I thought he bowled out heavy. Yeah. There were I patches agree. where I think he was just like in and out. I think it was a rhythm thing again. There was times when he dominated. 10 points, first quarter, four boards, and then we wouldn't see him again until the third or something. I'm like, what is going on? But he showed me like, this guy's this guy's built built for the pros without a yeah, doubt. He's, sure. he's and Illawarra did the right thing by giving him a DP plus two because he's gonna be he's gonna be to do some damage next year in the, in the NBL. Great pickup, I think. Yeah, definitely next year. I want to see him on the court. I think AK sure. heaps of talent. Um, yeah, NBL free agency started last week. Um, mm-hmm. There was a few big signings uh, since last week. Anything standing out to you um, with the signings? Obviously, we saw Tasmania start to build their roster with Magne, Steindl, um, Sam McDaniel. Um, a huge signing for the NBL. Matthew Della Vadova has signed with United. Big time. Um, comments are a little bit mixed. Comments are, here comes MVP Delhi. Um, another chip, another chip. Um, what, do you, what do you think Delhi is going to bring to the NBL next year? Um, a name that's the first thing, like yeah. everyone loves Delhi, everyone loves Delhi too, you know what I mean? Like, my, sure. my, my guy, um, Hunter Madden, you know, Hunter, yeah, you know, Hunter, yeah. of course, you film. He, um, he's got Delhi's like the shoes, yeah. He's always like, like we've been working out outdoors out here, and he's like, puts his Delhi's on, and he's like, no one's scoring on me when I wear these, like, you know, what I mean, he Delhi has that, like, everyone yeah. loves him, everyone, like, whether you, whether you think he's a bucket, whether you don't. You like him. I like him. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't think sure. he's supremely talented. I think he he does better players than him around, but he's he's a he's an ultimate competitor, leads, he's a great voice, seems humble. 
I, I mess with him. So he's definitely going to bring a personality and a, and a name to the league. Um, and I think it's it's a great signing for Melbourne, great signing for the league, man. Um, yeah, if we, I'm not we... sure whether it. To be honest, I don't know whether that. Like I, personally, I. This might sound crazy. I don't know. Is that an upgrade to McCarran? I'm not. I don't know. That, man. That's what I was just about to say. If we rewind back to last week, we were about to say, can can they fill that spot? And we said, I said, I feel like United got something brewing. And yeah. they've brought in Delhi. Yeah, I, sure. I think Delhi's not going to come out and drop 20 points a game, obviously. I think most people can agree with that. If he does, then prove me wrong. But um, I think he will play a McCarran sort of role. Um, just really defensive-minded, maybe like a Mitch Norton sort of thing. I think you'll be Mitch Norton is a better comparison because yeah. I think McCarron's a bucket. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I think Delhi fills his role. I think they do yeah. upgrade from McCarron. I know you're very high on McCarron, but I'm gonna have yeah, to yeah. disagree. I think I think I'd rather Delhi just off NBA experience, leadership. Um, obviously, he's locked up the likes of Stephen Curry. I think he can lock up the lights of Bri- likes of Bryce Cotton. If you can lock up Steph Curry, <laughs> I, I, I don't think anybody locks up Steph Curry. I mean that final series, <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean that's what that he one that one game where Steph shot poorly, took the yeah. same shots next game and, and made all or butter on all of them. Yeah, no, sure. you're right. you're right there. Like the dude can play D, no doubt about that. And he and he he's gonna go hard. I, I'm not necessarily saying he's not as good as McCarron. I just think. He, I don't think he can do what McCarron does, but then McCarron can't do what Delhi does either. So yeah. the club are choosing to go that way. You can't replace that experience that he comes with. You can't. You can't. There's no no replica for that. So I think it's huge for the club. Um, and another United also signed Brad Newley from the Kings. I think that's also a vet yeah. pickup. Um, not a bad pickup yeah, for the bench. Pick I ran into Brad. I ran into Brad the other day. Yeah. And we're trying to get some work in the gym in the next few weeks before he goes down to to Melbourne. For sure, I'd be tough. Um, and um, I was just talking to him and he was saying, he was playing a low key though. He didn't even say it to me. Like, this was like literally like the day before he got signed. I'm sure he knew, but yeah. he was just like, yeah, man, looking for another contract, trying to see what happens, this and that. So I was like, all right, let's get in the gym. Let's get to work. Let's try and get one. And then the next day, it's like Melbourne signed Brad Newey. So I'm happy for him, man. He's, he's, he's just a journeyman. Like he's been everywhere around the world. People underestimate like how far he's actually taken his basketball. Like yeah. he's done a lot, man. He got drafted. Mm. Like that's the goal for a lot of these guys. He got drafted, played, played some summer league. I think um, did well. It's always been a a, a shoe in for the Boomers in his prime. Like he was like yeah. the first guy on the list. Basically, had some big games against some big countries. So excited for that. Yeah, Melbourne are going going vet mode. Kings yeah. are going all rookies and young kids, and then Melbourne on the other end again all the the vets. Um, shout out to the Breakers. I think the Breakers have made some big moves. Um, Peyton Siva is a very low-key signing. I know all these guards come in and I always like uh, think really high of them. Like this guy could be the next MVP, could be the next Bryce. But Peyton Seaver is a very low-key signing. He um, is un- unbelievable as a t- yeah. Like this guy is unreal. I remember watching his YouTube tape come out like five years ago when he was in high school. Yeah. And I was He's like, tough. what? Bouncy, can shoot it. Super, super talented player. Yeah, you're right. Um, Do-op Reef has signed with the Hawks. That could be like a game-changing championship move for sure. Um, I feel like I feel like um, the Hawks were kind of missing that centerpiece uh, last year. Um, I think he's a huge signing. Uh, to and they picked up Tyler Harvey. Tyler again Harvey too. re-signed, yeah. So 
huge signing. Hawks might be, is it too early to say favourites? Hawks? Yeah, too early. They've only got yeah. six guys signed. I want to see whole rosters before I start throwing out favourites. For sure. I think Dua Breath is a huge pickup. Um, Big time. And then, yeah, New Zealand obviously picked up Peyton Siever, Hugo Besson. Um, and they also picked up... Wetzel. Who was the last one? Yeah, Wetzel. Wetzel. Huge pickup. Yeah, yeah. Huge, huge. Huge. Um, so, yeah, I think Ty Webster, Peyton Siever, Corey Webster, Will McDowell, who settles in now, Yanni Wetzel, um, Finn Delaney hopefully re-signs. Um, I think they're looking good, Breakers. Revenge season. Get off the bottom of the ladder. Um, yeah, I'm keen okay. to see what I'm keen to see what see Taz what do. Happens. I'm keen to see what Taz do. They've got to bring um they've got to bring in someone that's going to lead the team. I think Steindl Magne were great pickups. I've got a I've got a I've got a couple of guys I'm talking to that are close to signing there, I believe, or in talks. Yeah, I don't want to say too much because I don't never want to mess up someone's good news or whatever like that, but. I think they'll pick up a few more vets from what I hear. So mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then there was a couple more moves um, coaching wise. Uh, obviously Brisbane got a new coach while we were on the interview with Tamri. Adam Ford was a pretty interesting one. I feel like um, him going to Cairns was pretty controversial. Uh, he took us injury prone Sydney Kings to nearly the finals last year. Um, I know you have some juicy info on Adam Ford. Um, I don't know how much you can spill, but yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a journalist, so I'm not gonna not gonna spill any information or anything like that. But I, I've I've worked with players obviously for the last few years, been dealing with with a few NBL guys and helping them out, and um, guys that have been coached by Adam Ford before. And, and from all accounts, he's a he's a hard ass. Like he's a he's a really kind of my way or the highway type of coach. Um, some players respect that. Other players, you know, might not take a liking to that so so my biggest concern is with him going to Cairns is uh, obviously we've seen Mo King last year had a bit of a rough season um, and you know wasn't wasn't ideal for him to the point where he had to, to opt out of the draft so this season is going to be big for Mo um, and I think he needs a coach that's going to kind of nurture him through that process and and get him right not that the team's built around Mo King but I'm saying that's just one thing that stood out to me when I heard that Adam Ford was going to go there I was like straight away thinking Oh shit! For Mo King, this might this might not be the ideal coach to have in your corner. So you know, it's gonna be interesting. Hundred percent. Ho- hopefully, it is. Hopefully, he can get Mo to where he wants to be, and get Mo back in the draft next year. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Yeah, Trevor Gleason also signed with uh, the Raptors. He's an assistant coach with the Raptors, um, which is huge. We didn't think the NBA contract would come. We we didn't think he'd get a. Um, when they announced it, we didn't think he'd get a head coaching job. But to be in Toronto, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Like. Yeah. Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse does a good job. Like yeah. he, he's done a phenomenal job with the Raptors. Obviously, it took him to a championship. So they must yeah. have been recognizing. I, I saw a thing that Corey Homicide posted, and he was talking about how if players can can use this as a springboard to get to the NBA, he said coaches should too. So Will Weaver's gone, obviously, to the Rockets, and now Gleason's gone to, to Toronto. So it seems to be a bit of a, a hot spot for, for the NBA to keep their eyes on and pick guys up. So, you know, congratulations to Gleason. He's done a great job at Perth, and I think it's well-deserved. Sure. Dream job. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. NBA money. Facts. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, we appreciate you guys jumping on with us. 
Um, we'll be back next week. We've got an interview with Shane Hill tomorrow, the Hammer. Um, very keen, um, very um, funny guy without doing it on purpose, I feel like. <laughs> He's unintentionally funny. So um, we've got some stuff to talk about with him. Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys jumping on. We had a stuff up with the Giddy giveaway, a little bit of a problem with the NBL, but uh, there'll be definitely more giveaways coming soon. Um, and yeah, I'm going to start chucking up questions, uh, sorry, posts on Twitter where you guys can comment and give your questions in, give us some things to unravel. So yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next week. For sure. Peace.